Welcome back and welcome in. This is the Detroiter, your premier outlet for comedic-driven sports content based in the Motor City and the Mitten State. I'm your host, Nick Bradley, and we are presented by The Second String. Welcome back, my friends. How was that intro? How was that intro? I was thinking about that guy from uh, the show Parks and Rec, the radio guy. I think his name's Ira. And he just talks so funny. Welcome back. <laughs> it's the radio station where he's playing two jazz tracks over each other. Oh, man. Good times. Anyways, we're back. Hope everybody's uh, having a good week. Hope you're looking forward to the weekend. Have some fun plans, all that good shit. I hope you're excited, though. I hope you're excited. I don't know if I'm just, I, I've kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Listen, I, I assume if you're listening here, you're probably a little bit of a sports fan. I forgot how uh, October, are you kidding me? October, dude, this is, I thought I loved September because like a huge reason was that sports, that sports time frame. Are you kidding me? October baseball, hockey starting. I can't remember the last time I was this excited for a hockey season, by the way, which we will talk about. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You'd have to hold a ransom against me or blackmail me to get me to not talk about the Red Wings today. Are you kidding me? Right? We have football. Not great in Detroit, but the football college level, Michigan, Michigan State are 6-0 every Saturday. It's fucking like Wheel of Fortune. It's Russian roulette. I'm nervous as all hell, and I'm excited. And I'm excited. Every year, I will say... Um, every year with playoff baseball, I just get so remind. I'm like, damn, that seems fun. Like it's been a while. It's been a while since the Tigers have been there. Hey, eh? uh, I don't want to do too much Tigers today, but watching all this baseball, cause I'll be honest with you during the season, I'll watch some Tigers. Like I would say, I probably watched like 30, 40 this year, I would say. So not great, obviously, but I'd say that's more than the average person. Plus. Detroit started off horribly, and then um, after that kind of second winning streak in the second half of the season where they started off, I think, nine straight, after that wore off, it was kind of back to reality, right? I mean, this is the years. They're, it's funny. I think they're kind of a year behind the Red Wings where this season for the Wings, I think a ton of people are going to get back on the train, whether it's people they used to watch and kind of fell out of love once the Wings – obviously didn't have as much success or people I don't like young kids, people for the first time who maybe during COVID, like they're maybe they're basketball and football fans. And then during COVID you don't have sports, this or that. And now the NHL's on ESPN, the NHL TNT, like they have the funny, it's like biz and fucking Wayne Gretzky on the halftime report. Maybe now there's going to be some people that are like, all right, fuck it. Let me try to watch hockey this season. And then you look at the Red Wings, you dive in, you ask your Red Wings friend, your Red Wings fan friend, whatever. And then he tells you, we got Lucas Raymond. We got this kid, Mo Sider. Dylan Larkin should be better. Phil Zadina should be better. Joe Valeno is going to get nothing but experience and hopefully grow playing with Grand Rapid. We got young guys. We got a couple guys in their prime that are nice. We have the best GM in hockey. I mean, we're the fucking Detroit Red Wings, so how bad could things really get? Pretty fucking bad. 
it's all good, baby. Now's the perfect time to hop in. LCAs are very new arena. We haven't really christened it, right? Haven't had a playoff series in the building yet. And coming from a place like the Joe with so much tradition, so much history, a place the Joe, when I would go there, you could just feel being around it. I was talking to my friends. It's funny that this is this is, gets brought up. I was talking to some of my friends this past weekend. One of my friends was just in Yosemite. Shout out, Lon. Anyways, we were talking about mountains and how when you're around them, you're just – you're like buzzing kind of. And it's inexplicable. Obviously, me, I grew up in Michigan. Mountains are extremely fucking rare. Like when I go – I went out to California the first time. I was like, what's up? what is this place? This isn't, I knew like the movie industry was here and shit, but what is going on? There's just mountains all over the place. I did a hike buzzing for two hours. I was just like, what is fucking happening? It was incredible. Incredible. So we were saying how it's crazy, how a massive rock, essentially a massive just thing. It's not moving. It's not doing anything. Just gives you so much energy. And then we got to talking about how buildings do the same thing. Like you go places like New York, Chicago, same, similar. The Joe was a building that just did that. It was one little place that every time you walked in, it was like, you got around it. You started walking through those tubes into the arena. You just felt, oh man, something, something cool's going on here. Like even when you were a kid or when I was a kid, I should say, and you don't totally understand like anything, um, how you do now. It's like you, you, as a kid, you could kind of feel, oh, this is wild. This is wild. I mean, everything's fun and exciting, but even more so, it's like, this is fucking crazy, right? You peel back the curtain, bang, just the entire ice arena is so beautiful looking. The seats are old. You can tell it's just an old ass building, old ass arena right? It's no seats bad. The worst seat in the Joe's a fucking good seat. It's loud. It's loud. It's energetic. The crowd, it's like a fucking soccer game. It really is. The crowd starts and they don't really stop. If things go well, there's banners more than you can count. Just champions, 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 retired Jersey after retired Jersey. You look up and you're like, wow, there has been some shit that has happened in this building. Like you, you get a a perspective check, not even on the Joe, but you get, you look up at those banners and you get a perspective check on the Red Wings. You go to a Red Wings game, you see all that. You're like, Whoa, man, this is these, these guys are fucking like, these guys are legit. The Red, like that. There are a thousand banners up there. Stanley cups, fucking president's uh, president's trophy playoff whatever division or they've changed it so many times division conference champions just legendary people every jersey retired is a legend of hockey and to be honest with you sergey fedorov how like he should probably be up there another guy anybody who's heard of hockey sees it yeah but i know that guy who fucking doesn't right it's incredible I cannot wait for this season to get going. I was thinking about exactly that today. LCA, this is a perfect year. Dylan Larkin said it, probably why I'm saying it. Dylan Larkin just said it, I think, in a clip or, or article today. Perfect year, great year to like build some of our own cult- culture. There's been the culture with the Euro twins, Hank and Pavel Datsuk. There's been, and Lidstrom, 
and then Lidstrom's own little era earlier than that. There's been the Iserman teams, Fedorov, all them, when they were the best sports franchise on the face of the earth. There's the Gordy Howe production line those years. There's so much history, so many legends, just everything. Everything about the Red Wings. I don't know if it's I don't think I don't think it's like the Yankees. I wouldn't say the Yankees of hockey, especially not recently. I mean, the last cup was in 2008. They've missed the missed the playoffs the last 4 or 5 years. I it's just the hist, like the brand, the history, who they are. There's some teams you you just know are different, like the Chicago Cubs, New York Yankees. As a baseball fan, you just know it's different there. Yeah. Cubs, like someone wants to go play at Wrigley, that stadium's been around for a hundred fucking years. I don't blame them. I would want to play there too. <laughs> like they're just different. I think the Detroit Red Wings are one of those clubs in the NHL. Like when things go, it's it I think it means more. Like people like the Maple Leafs, oh, it means more, whatever. I think it means more in Detroit. I think they know, like Dylan Larkin's aware. He fucking grew up watching him, and now he's the captain. You don't think he knows that shit like the back of his hand? You could ask him. When he thinks of the Red Wings, when growing up the Red Wings, it's what do you think of? Winning, dominance, elite, just like, just machine. He knows what the Red Wings do, and it's been so consistent. It's happened so many different times. And before this little skid that started in 16 or 17, they hadn't missed the playoffs for longer than I've been alive. And I feel like I've been alive for a long ass fucking time. That's crazy. Like that's what Dylan Larkin, that's the Red Wings. That's the legacy of the Red Wings right now. For me, when I think about the Red Wings, we're thinking about the history. I'm thinking, oh, that's, those are the guys that didn't miss the playoffs for 25 years and had some of the most legendary teams ever. That's them. They just always were good in a state that loves hockey, Michigan cold weather Detroit their nicknames hockey town yeah they have the sickest fucking logo in sports are you kidding me I mean they are to me in a way obviously the like the Leafs would be the Yankees but the Red Wings are one of those teams just the blue blood brand team where it's oh the Red Wings oh the Red Wings offered you a contract oh the Red Wings want you to play like one of those teams and like phone gets answered trade deadline day the Red Wings, your ears, you're like, oh, all right, let's get hockey town. Let's fucking go. I can't wait. I, I, I was just thinking about, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm juiced up to watch some Red Wings hockey. I'm juiced up for another season. I'm fucking juiced up that it's going to be a step forward year. Like there are big pieces in the lineup this year. There are things moving. The gears are turning. The rebuild. So much of the rebuild is just waiting around for things to happen, waiting for time to pass, waiting for draft picks to get older. We have finally begun, to me, the first year of, and now we go, of the of the rebuild. The first year where it's, okay, now, now we can win now. We can win some games now. We have players. We have the future a little bit. Now we go. We're done losing. We're done losing. Okay, fine. We might not make the playoffs this year. Hey, we might not even make the playoffs next year. But right now, this season, we're going to start changing things. It's not going to be the same old Red Wings. That's over with. You don't get to come to Detroit, go out the night before, and steamroll us. I said this last year. This is all I wanted the team to be last year. Was you? Uh, I don't. I need a nickname for it. Uh, not like the other team doesn't go out before 
the night before team. That's all I want. Like when they roll in the last few years, the Red Wings, the Tigers, the Pistons, the other guys roll into town. They're like, play the Pistons tomorrow at 7 p.m. Let's fuck. Yeah, let's go out tonight. Are you kidding me? We play the Pistons, bro. We play the Red Wings. We play the Tigers. Don't be one of those teams. That was my only goal for the Red Wings last year. Don't be one of those teams. I think they became at times. Obviously, there were highs and lows, but I think for the most part, they were one of those teams. Like if you show up, Tampa. They learned some of these good teams. If you show up and you're kind of half-assing it, they'll beat you. This year, this may sound similar, but it's different. Last year, I was hoping they would be one of those teams. This year, I'm certain that they will be one of those teams. I'm 100% confident that if you show up and you're fucking being lazy and you're a little hungover and it's the Red Wings, you didn't study the game plan and the report, the scouting report – if you're one of those teams, if enough guys are thinking that same way, the Red Wings will beat you. Lucas Raymond, we've we've added pieces where they are going to make you pay. They are going to have an edge on you. If you show up hungover, if you show up and, and don't know what you're doing or are, are unprepared, they're going to make you pay for that. Lucas Raymond will make you pay. I think Dylan Larkin is a key, key, key piece to this season. I think he's like a, a fulcrum guy where he either makes or breaks you. And not that the the bad side or the, let's say, last year, last season side of Dylan Larkin's like, oh, this awful thing. He's still a good player. Great two-way player, incredibly athletic, fast. I love that he's become like, fuck it, dude. I'm, I'm struggling to score or whatever. I'm kind of waiting. I mean, how much of his career – People complain, oh, he's not a 1C, he's maybe a 2C, whatever. They say all that shit about Larkin because he doesn't score enough. How much of Larkin's game, how much you think Larkin's been sitting up there like, dude, I got, like, we got to get some help up here. You know what I'm saying? How much uh, How much of Larkin's career since Zetterberg left? First two, three, this is year seven for Larkin. First two, three, four years. How much of that is Larkin up there like, bro, we, like, you got to help me out. I mean, even now, like Bertuzzi's fine, but he's nothing incredible. He, and he doesn't have their wing. Mantha wasn't great last year. How much a Larkin is dependent? And then Larkin was good the year before. How much is it like, dude, I can't, I, like I need to play with talent. The game he plays with speed as a playmaker first, I would say. He needs to have talent. He needs to have guys that know where the goals are, know where to be, right? Have an instinct for scoring. And to be honest, saw it a little in the preseason, have an instinct for playmaking. People complain he doesn't score enough goals too. It's when Larkin's on the ice, who's going to give Larkin the puck? Eh, nobody. Who's going to give it to him? Who who can say, all right, you know what, Larks, take it, go set up shop, like let's let you rip one. I'll fucking maneuver the defense with my eyes and positioning and I'll sling, sling you on. Who's done that ever since Zetterberg? Like Larkin, it's Larkin. You're that guy. And then hopefully Bertuzzi or Mantha figure it out and put one in. That's been Larkin. It's tough to just score on your own. And then we saw in the preseason, Raymond doing that exact thing. Power play, eyes, maneuver, pass across, Larkin, Gino, Or leading to a double assist. I think Larkin is a big-time fulcrum player. Like if he if he positives and now he's playing with Raymond and they're playing faster and they're playing smarter and he they're cooking a bit, like Raymond activates him almost. He's helping Raymond out on defense. Raymond is competent on defense and physically. 
why not? Why not this team be all right? Why not make a fucking, I don't know, make a little bit of a run, make it interesting till the end of the year? I'm 100% certain that they're going to be, uh, you show up hungover team, you go out the night before city. If Detroit's one of those cities, they'll come out and they'll beat you. I'm certain of it. I don't know what my grand expectation is as far as just wins, losses. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't say or have a number when they'll win this many games or, or go this far in the plus. I would say this, and I'm a, I'm a big time optimist when it comes to sport. I mean, Homer fucking bias, whatever you call it. I think I judge the teams fairly. Like I know the Red Wings aren't going to win the Stanley cup. I know they'll have some bad, bad weeks and shit, but this team has talent on it. This team has the potential. I'll put it this way to be interesting. I really think they do. Does that mean maybe they make a run at the wild card? I think it might. I think that's a possibility. Now, now let me say this. I think realistically this team's max, like their greatest potential, they just have the season season of their lives. I think this team's cap is making a run for a wild card, maybe making it as a wild card. That would be the cap, I think. But. I think it's possible, and it's not like a crazy world possible. I think it's possible. Why not? I just mentioned Larkin as a fulcrum guy. We have a few of those. Larkin, Larkin, Larkin I can't fucking talk. Larkin grades well. He's better. He takes a step, right? Raymond, if he plays like he did in the preseason, it's going to be fucking great. Hopefully Bertuzzi's okay coming off surgery. I don't know. I feel like he hasn't played hockey in – ages he's he's got to be he's got to be rusty he's got to be like weak wasn't his was it his leg that something happened to him or his back he hasn't been like working out with a fucked up back he's got to be just like weak and i don't know he's gonna take some time i would guess fabry is a fabry can be fabry like i i like fabry i think he's a solid player pew Suter, if he can do what he did last year for the blackhawks upgrade huge upgrade if he can do what he did last year for chicago that's a huge fucking upgrade for the detroit red wings are you kidding me that would be incredible that's another thing that we missed last year it's larkin and Vrana and whoever bertuzzi mantha whoever on the top line and then after them it's uh zadina he you know he heats and he comes and he goes right like it's kind of just zadina and whoever because Bertuzzi was out. So you have Larkin, Mantha, Verana, and then Zadina, and I don't know. I don't know who's it like, who the fuck does Zadina get to play with? And then when they put him with Larkin, they were hot for a little while there. I just, I think having a big two C, or not a big, but a better two C, like a good two C, a guy that can produce fairly consistently and plays defense. Makes a world of difference. Makes a world of difference. And if he can be a guy where he scored some goals in Chicago, he's been a part of some good offense. He was good. He scored in the preseason here. If he can be a guy now that maybe he activates someone like Zadina a bit more, that's and that's the first time Zadina plays with someone fairly skilled, someone that knows where to be, knows how to get Zadina the puck, right? I said it a bunch last season. It felt like Zadina had a thousand chances last year, like a thousand grade A chances where you're looking at a guy like Zadina, you read the papers, you know, it's like this guy fills the net, he's a sniper, and he just can't bury him. 
I kept saying he's due for a breakout. He's due for a breakout. He's due for like at some point he's going to just start ripping off goals. It didn't happen last season. He's a guy. If this season he can just like half of those, half of those unbelievable chances and unbelievable spots he finds himself in, if half of those can start going in, he's going to have a monster season. And if Pew Suter can be the guy that just flips the switch, what? that's huge. Again, that's huge. That's huge that Pew can do that. And now Phil Zadina, he's a goal scorer. Now we have two lines of what should be fairly good production. That's where I'm looking at it for the Red Wings perspective right now. They should have the Vrana injury sucks, dude. The Vrana injury fucking sucks. If they had him, I would say I, I'd still think the cap is probably making the playoff as a wild card, but I'd be a little more confident in it. Like not having him is huge and for so long, too. But we got Mo Sider on the back end. Mo Sider and Letty. We, we just drastically upgraded our first de- defensive pairing. We just drastically upgraded that. I don't think people understand. Mo Sider is coming in as if if the Kool-Aid is right, if the Kool-Aid is accurate, <laughs> if it's actually Kool-Aid, he's coming in as a world beater. I mean, we've seen the clips. We've read the reports. He dominated in Sweden. If he is as advertised and you pair him with a guy like Nick Letty, been around the game, been real successful fucking creative, offensively fluid, good defender. And hopefully part of the deal when like Steve brings him in, it's like, Hey man, you've had a hell of a career. You're the man. We need you to help out Mo Sider. Like I want that. That means you got to lift fewer weights or whatever. Like if you got to figure, manage your time more fine. I need you uh, like part of the deal. I need you to just coach up Mo instant upgrade on the top line. Hronik, our former best defender, is going to be on our second defensive pairing. Think about that for a moment. The guy who was our number one D-man last year is now going to be on our second pairing. Instant top-tier depth. We didn't we didn't upgrade beneath him. We didn't get more depth that way. We got more depth by going above him. Think about that. This team got better. We still have Stetcher. I'm so happy Vegas didn't take him. Still have Stahl, who had a good season last year, no matter how you feel about him. Nadelkovic fleeced Carolina for him. Grice, whatever, he was, I don't know. I think he got a he got it a little worse than he should have because the defense at times, with him, it was just some of those goals. Like I was watching the games. I felt like so many of the times Grice's goals, it was like, Jesus Christ, like what's he supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Probably happened to Bernier a lot, too, in fairness. Nadelkovic, though, stood out with Carolina. Put up great numbers. He's, like, in his prime at the beginning of it. What's not to love there? So we upgraded at goalie. We upgraded, I would say, drastically on the blue line. And we should be upgraded. I mean, the pieces, Raymond's an upgrade for sure, right? And if you assume some guys take step forwards and having more talent in Lucas Raymond up there, ignites other dudes we should be better at forward i'm excited man how could you not be excited i just want i'm certain there'll be there'll be a team that you're you're not getting drunk the night before playing them but i want them to be a team that any night you feel like they can win the hockey game any night it's like let's see what's up 
let's see. I think the Red Wings could win. They're playing the Lightning. I don't fucking care. They got enough talent. The Wings could win. We got taste of that last year. I feel like they did for a while. There have they would have spurts where it's oh these guys can they can hang with anybody. That's what I want to see. I want to see later in the season too. Like let's make it interesting. Give me some chance. Even if we don't make the playoffs, if you don't make a wild card, drag me out to the last week, two weeks of the season to make me, all right, fine, now we're out. Like, let's get a little close there. Let me get – it doesn't need to be a taste of the playoffs this year. It doesn't need to be a taste of the playoffs this year. Let me just get a fucking nibble, though. Let me taste a drop, right? Let me get some late, late regular season hockey – with everything on the line, with a shot at the Stanley fucking cup on the line. Let me get a little bit of that. I'll start there, right? I don't need to eat the whole sandwich. Just give me a little nibble to start. That's fine. I can, Hey, that's fine. I got patience for days. I just give me like, this is the point where the wings start to lure me back in. I'm lured. I watched probably over half their games last year and they stunk. I'm lured already this year. I'm extremely lured. I'm going to watch every game I can. But lure me in as far as like by next season, I can't help but tell everybody I know how the Red Wings are going to be in the playoffs, right? Like make me miss it. Make me care. Make me – I do care. Make me – I don't know. I can't describe it. I just want to be there at the end where we're fighting for our lives and it's like, fuck, we're back. Like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? I want to get close to that feeling. So I want it that much worse next year. If I think that makes sense, that last little bit. I just love the Red Wings. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm watching all this hockey. I can't wait, dude. I love how fast hockey is. I can't wait to see some sellies, hear a little, hear some goal horns. I can't wait to see what the crowd's like at LCA. I'm fucking pissed. For good reason, though. I'm lucky. For good reason, I am going up north and playing some beautiful fall golf this weekend. But I may not be able to watch the Red Wings game. I wanted to go. I wanted to go is the thing. I'm going to try to watch it. We sh- we might be able to. But I wanted to go to the game. I want to see what LCA is like. I want to see that this crowd's like. I think the crowd a little bit, it's going to be, all right, dude. This is kind of the first year of the beginning. This is the first year of the Iserman era where it's like, we should win some a few games. This is it. I think the crowd, it'll be juiced up. You got two rookies with a ton of promise, a ton of hype behind. They should be better. Larkin's the captain, right? It's hockey town. It's been a while. Steve Eiserman's what, like third year here now? Something like that. I think it's going to be jumping. I'm pissed I can't be there. But I can't wait to watch the fucking winged wheel, the best jerseys in sports, the best logo in sports. Can't wait to see those red jerseys. Can't wait to see guys play hockey. Can't wait to see guys do cool shit, dude. I love when hockey players do cool shit. (laughs) Cool plays in hockey are the fucking best. I can't wait to win some games, I hope, man. I can't wait to restore, like Dylan Larkin said. I can't wait to restore a little bit of hockey town, a little bit of the culture of, listen, I know what it's been like the last few years. Like if I'm the coach or GM or whatever. If I'm Steve Eiserman coming into this year, I know what it's been like the last few years, fellas. I know we've lost a lot of games. It's, you know, it's been whatever. We've kind of accepted it to an extent. That's not what Detroit hockey is about. That's not the Red Wings. Look around. Look at some of these pictures. Legend after legend. 
hockey lore has occurred within this organization, right? We've like written the fairy tales of hockey, or at least we've helped. We're done with that. We don't lose games. We aren't a rollover game. Every single night, we expect to win the hockey game, right? We don't miss the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy. We don't miss the fucking playoffs. We make the playoffs every year. We play good hockey. You either play good hockey, you either give it your all every night, you either try to win every game and are solely focused on that, or you don't play for the Detroit Red Wings. Simple as that. Dylan's tired of it. I'm tired of it. Let's fucking go. I'm tired of it. We don't lose anymore. That's not what Detroit does. That's never what I did, and I won't accept it. Let you guys have a couple years, but that shit's over with. This is Hockey Town. We win. Like that's That was an incredible speech. Shout out to me. But that's a speech that needs to be delivered. That's a sentiment. That was my speech. Steve gives that to the team. I gave that speech to you, to Red Wings Nation. This That's got to be the theme of this season. Like That shit's over with. The rebuilding Red Wings, not winning games, that shit's done. We're not, that's it. We're winning hockey games now. We're trying to win Stanley Cups now. We're going to get help as the years go by. We're going to get more young guys. We're going to get more help. But right now, we're winning. That's it. No more excuses. I'm pumped. I am absolutely juiced for Red Wings hockey. All right, let's move a little bit. I don't have much Lions. I mean, who cares, right? Um, We'll talk about them for a bit. And then some state football. Michigan's on a bye, so we'll leave them out this week. I just wanted it to be mainly Red Wings. I wanted to dedicate this to Red Wings. So we spent a good 30. So we'll do a little football and then get out of here. Uh, Okay. (laughs) We can do some Lions. The Cats play Cincinnati this week. What do you want me to say, right? I mean, between the two teams, the Red Wings are more interesting. There's more there. Uh, it's especially the longer this goes and the longer Michigan and Michigan State both stay undefeated, the narrative in this state and in the city is going to just totally, totally abandon the Lions. There is no hype. I, I can't remember the last time there's been this little emotion, energy. Like, I don't want to go check Twitter and read about the line. There's nothing. There's nothing to check. I can't remember the last time the morale and the attention for the Lions has been this low. I think, like I said, the college is being unbelievable. Out of nowhere, might I add, has added to that. People are caring. They're picking kind of thing. They're like, dude, I don't need the Lions. We got whatever. Like Sundays will be my weekend day. Saturdays will be my Michigan or Michigan State day. Saturdays will be my football day, right? I mean, what's there to say? I, I can appreciate it. the Tuesday podcast. If you want to hear me talk Lions, the Tuesday podcast is where it's at, especially the further we go. Cause like, what am I going to break down? You know, like what is there to break down? We're Owen six or we're Owen five. I mean, we're Owen five. Wait, it's not, we're not making the plus at this point. It's going to get interesting again around week 14 where it's how are we going to get the number one pick? Are we, how, what pick are we getting? Right. I want them to win a game just because I want Dan Campbell to win a game. I, he deserves it. I know it's been fucked up. I don't want to rehash it. I'm not going to get angry. I don't want to go back over it. <laughs> I know it's been fucked up, the losses. I know it's whatever we can point the finger, maybe Dan here. Although I've seen breakdowns too where, God, I mean, the Ravens game, the guy just let his man go where it's just 
terrible execution. I got a YouTube video at the end of the uh, coming out about uh, the Vikings game and the two plays at the end of that. Guys are just making boneheaded decisions. So I guess ultimately, yeah, it falls on Dan. He's the coach, but he's not fucking moving these guys for them, right? But that's it. I mean, the losses have sucked. The playoffs are out. The Packers are the Packers. Aaron Rodgers decided, you know what, maybe Jeopardy's not for me, and that sealed their fate. The moment Aaron Rodgers or whoever, Jeopardy, I don't know who turned who down, the moment that that happened, though, that sent a shockwave throughout the universe. And from the force of that shockwave, the guillotine came down on the lion's necks. Any hope, any life, fucking toast. This team, like, they should have two wins. You never know. They could get hot. They could Those wins could start turning into dubs. If the Packers don't exist, there still is a little bit of, hey, we can maybe do something in the division, right? Like the Bears, we could, I, we could catch the Bears not looking great. Didn't start off so well, but it's possible. The Packers, we're not going to – I mean, it's over. It's over, which sucks. But it is what it is. I, I'm sorry. Like I wish I could come on here. I wish – I wanted to. I wish I had the energy. When I talk about state, I could talk for hours. I wish I wanted to come on here and talk about the Lions for 30 minutes, but I just don't. I just don't. And I think for obvious reasons, I mean, I don't know how many people want to hear about the Lions. They play Cincy. It'd be cool if they won just because, like I said, I want Dan Campbell to win. I've talked about, I talked about Dan Campbell a ton on Tuesday, so I don't want to do too much on him. But I like Dan Campbell. I want them to succeed. It's just waiting until the draft. It's watching. It's during the game. <laughs> I got the Lions game on, and I'm watching Malik Willis highlights on my phone. That's the vibe right now. That's what the I, That's it. That's where we're at with the Cats. Stone's coming next week. I'm going to do what I'm doing for this, where I release the podcast the day of, just diving in. I'm excited for that, too. I might just do a Detroit sports, like, fucking five-year cathartic, cathartic episode like that's it let's just realize what's about to happen here let's just realize i think i don't want to jinx anything but we're through it with three of the teams i'm gonna have to do that episode thursday we'll do like half on uh, the pistons and the other half just focused on that we might not even do any college state will be on a bye michigan we'll talk a little michigan i suppose but that'll be it next week but that's all I got on the lines today. I mean, maybe when that'd be cool. If not, whatever fucking doesn't matter. <laughs> just th- the only thing I ask, the lines are going to lose. Can you just fucking lose normally? Just lose by like 30, lose by 20. Can you please never again come from behind, make it seem like you're going to win at the last second and then just lose anyway? Can th- That's it. That would be my only request. Like, I'm fine. You can fucking lose 17 if you want. But can we just make them normal? Like, let me, by 2 p.m., if you're going to lose by 2 p.m., let me say, all right, this game's over, and switch, or do something else. Can we make that arrangement? That would be nice. That would be nice. Michigan State football. I did, I feel like I. this is what I want to do every week when I talk about Michigan State. I mean, I want to just come on here and talk about how unbelievable it is that this team is 6-0 and and ranked in the top 10. Granted, they're 10, <laughs> but it sounds way better when you say top 10. So I'm going to say they're ranked in the top 10. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought that that was going to happen? And in a time when we needed it most, us Lions fans, we needed it, dude. I don't know. I would be miserable. Like, I, I'm, I've been in a good mood lately. I wake up on Saturdays. I'm excited for the weekends. Yeah, because it's the weekend and maybe we'll do some fun stuff. But I get excited for the weekends because that means there's going to be a steak game. Like, that fucking... I just great mood. It's like Friday. I'm like, oh, sweet. Tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about it being Friday. <laughs> it's amazing what they can do for you. What a good college football team can do for the mood. Amazing what it can do for the schedule too. Like I'm planning my weekends around these guys. Like, oh, are we going to East Lansing? Are we going here? Should we do this for the game? Like it's an event now, but who would have thought that we'd be here? I mean, I certainly didn't. I, hey, credit to me now. Credit to me now. I said uh, before the season, I was bullish on Michigan State. I was saying I, – I I thought people saying that they're going to be the worst team in the Big Ten threw on the over five and a half. I think I told people to throw on that. I think I gave that out. I I was bullish on State. Those things – those articles, people saying they were going to be the worst team in the East, fucking crazy. Fucking ridiculous. They showed some signs last year where you're like, this team's this team's a quarterback away from like being okay. That was it. The difference between last year and this year, well, there's a lot, but the short-term difference, the short way to say it, we got a quarterback who can run an offense. That's what happened. Now we score points. The defense isn't fucking elite. It's not some of those D'Antonio defenses, but they do what they need to. They're pretty good. They do enough in the offense takes care of business like that's what this team was on the i think i feel like this team the two and five year mel's first year they wanted to be that team they just didn't have the quarterback they just couldn't do what they wanted to do some games they scored some points yeah they won those games (laughs) but this team was the defense same thing they were a qb away from doing that kenneth walker helps right but again here's the thing is too I love Kenneth Walker. He's unreal. He's going to win the Heisman. But it's like you could just – Jordan Simmons could be our running back. Maybe we'd be like 5-1 and or something. But Jordan Simmons could be our running back, and this team would still be very good, right? This team would still be very good. It would – I say that just to say I think they really were just a QB away, just picking the right guy away, right? Kenneth Walker makes them much better, no doubt. I think he's the best running back in the country. Reed and Naylor now seem to be unguardable, but they were there last year too. I think they really were a QB away, and everybody thought, oh, no. This team, without the transfers, was that was that close, and everybody – they got 16 players, was it, or 13? Former four-stars, former big-time recruits, former recruits that everybody wanted, Right? They're getting guys that fucking their Wake Forest highlight tape. He looks like Saquon Barkley. People thought we were going to get all that. They thought Mel was going to have a full offseason. The only coach in the Big Ten, mind you, the only coach in the Big Ten who for the first time with his program and with his team is having a full offseason, having a full weight program. They thought that team was only going to be worse. They thought they were going to finish worse than the conference. That's crazy. That's crazy that anyone thought that. Now, I I didn't think they'd be this good. And that's what's unbelievable. That is what's unbelievable. Who would have guessed 6-0, right? Like, I thought they'd win a few of those games. I thought State would be a team where every week I'd say, you know, we could win this game. Now it's different. This, like right now, what this team's done, what they've shown, 
the way they look, the way they play, the way they win, what they've shown, I'm confident against teams like Michigan. I feel all right against a team like Ohio State. What I thought this team would be is against a team like Michigan, it's I think we can win the game. Probably won't. Like if we're gonna have to play better than they play, obviously, but I'm saying up to their standards. But we could win the game. They should win the game. We could win the game. I went from that to I think we should I think state should, as it stands now, if they play tomorrow, I think state should win that game. I honestly believe that. I absolutely I want them to win. I hope they win, but I think they should. The run game. They have a Heisman contender. The block eraser, or whatever they call him. The guy who's undefeated against the first tackler. Peyton Thorne is making throws all over the football field, right? He's calm in the pocket. He can make plays with his legs when you need him to. He has the experience now. He's feeling good. He's playing really well. He's in form. Jalen Naylor, Jaden Reed, two elite. And Trey Mosley, one of the best wide receiving cores in the Big Ten for sure. Maybe the country, one of the better ones, an O-line that's been great in pass protection, that's blown open holes for Ken Walker, a defense that bends and doesn't break, and they fucking mean it, a a special teams where if you kick it, if you punt, and it doesn't go out of bounds, the guy's fucking lethal. Like that's And the kicker who has the school record for makes, like – how couldn't you be confident in that team? And no disrespect to Michigan. Everyone's talking so much shit on Twitter. No disrespect. I just think State's the better team right now. I think Michigan's good. I think Faden Thorne is considerably better or will give us an edge. It does give us an edge than McNamara. And I think Kenneth Walker gives us an edge. Corum and Haskins are good for sure. Very good players. I think Kenneth Walker is just one of two, one of three in the cut. Like, I think he is elite NFL draft. We're taking running backs. He's one of the first. I think he's that good. Their defense is real good. Ours is real good, I think. But now we enter trap zone time. The ultimate trap zone. We got our eyes on the bye week next week. Michigan's the weekend after that. Can you believe that? Both teams going 7-0. and First top 10 matchup between the teams since 1964. In Mel Tucker's second year, in uh, seven, year seven for Harbaugh when he needs the win. And they finally meet, in, or not finally, but already meet in a top 10 matchup. East Lansing will have a 1,000 million people. Michigan's going to they they'll think they're going to win. State's going to think they'll win. It's going to be a battle of the Titans in East Lansing, Michigan. The type of game we haven't seen as Michigan State fans in a very, very long time. A big fucking game, a high stakes game with everything on the line between, and you know, you know the team you're playing is fucking good and you got to go out and beat them anyway. We haven't had a game like that as State fans in how long? This season, we've had some bigger ones, or they felt like they're getting bigger. Obviously, Miami was a big one on the schedule. Northwestern felt big, that opener. And now we're in the zone where we're 6-0. and We're trying to just stay undefeated. We're in the zone where every game now feels like a big game. Every game is a must win. Even if it's Indiana this week, big game, dude. Big fucking game. That's where we're at now. But that Michigan game will hit at an intensity unknown. I mean, if Michigan was like three and three or something, even if they weren't undefeated, if Michigan was three and three or so, 
and that get it was six and zero state versus three and three Michigan or seven and that whatever. I still think it'd be the biggest game ever because Michigan wants to do what we did to them last year. Michigan wants to just fucking ruin our season, right? It's the first time Mel Tucker's – that's a huge game anyway because it's a rivalry. But he's playing in a huge game with some stakes. Imagine undefeated versus undefeated, dude. Everything on the line. The biggest game in the state for a long fucking time. I want that. I want that feeling, and Mel Tucker's brought it to us in year two. Who would have thought from the expectations to where we are? But that's what I got on Indiana this week. I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. I hope State's not thinking about it too much, but that's what I'm thinking about. And it leads me to think we've come too far. We've come too far now. We weren't supposed to be here. We weren't supposed to get anywhere near here. Well, guess what? We are. We busted our asses. We bought in, and now we are. I don't care if we're 6-0. and I don't care if we're 7-0. I don't care if we're 8-0. and Win the next game. We're a good football team. We can run the ball on everyone. We can pass the ball on everyone. We can play defense. That's what they're telling themselves. Win every game. That's where we're at now. We've come too far. I think State will win. How could you pick against them? How on earth could you pick against them? I think they'll win. They should win, obviously. I mean, the way – if Michael Penix doesn't play either, they should win. Michael Penix is sweet. They should win even if he does play. The defense should do what they've done all year. Show up. Indiana loves throwing those six-yard curls, so I'm kind of nervous for that because Indiana loves throwing those curls, and State has been so bad at defending them. But you should be able to run the ball all over them. Their defense is terrible. You should be able – Kenneth Walker should have a 200-plus day. Peyton Thorne should have another 300-plus day. Like, you should hang a 50 spot on these guys. Peyton Thorne, the way he's playing, the way he played this week, he should – if he plays like that again, he should have a field day. Naylor Reed, they're going to be open all day. Kenneth Walker is going to be running through fucking gaping holes all day. They should blow the doors off these guys. They should. I'm still nervous, like I said. Very new feeling for these guys being the team where the pressure's on you. You're the one with something to lose last year, you didn't have shit to lose. Now you do. Now you do. You're playing Indiana, which normally, whatever, they wouldn't really care. Guess what, though? You got something to lose, and they want to take it from you. I still get nervous about that. The, like, they played well. Listen, they played well against Nebraska, figured it out, played well – or not well, but they figured it out against Nebraska. Western Kentucky, and then last week against um, – who was it last week? Rutgers. Played okay, suffered some adversity, came through it, won the game kind of handily, right? Especially the Rutgers game. Struggled for a bit in that game, won it handily. That makes me feel better that they've seen some adversity. They've played some of these games where, you know, they could be looking ahead to Michigan. Oh, it's Rutgers. Oh, it's Indiana. Who gives a fuck? But they can catch you off guard if you have that mentality, right? They've played a couple games like that already where – that's the dynamic. And they've had some adversity where those in those situations when the pressure's on and something bad happens to you, it can just multiply quickly. It can get out of hand quickly. Everyone starts looking around. Oh shit. Uh oh. This is this is weird. This has never happened. Like these guys shouldn't be beating us. You panic, and that's how things turn poor. So I'm glad they've suffered some adversity and figured it out. I think same thing this week. They should have no problem. The game should be like 52 to like 20 or something. Like that should be the final, I think, just based on the talent and the production of the two sides. 
But we'll see. I don't care what the final score is. Just win the fucking game. I want to be undefeated against. I mean, I want to be undefeated, but I want to be undefeated against Michigan so bad. And beyond this, you got to win to make the fucking Big Ten final. You're going to have to beat Michigan. You're going to have to beat Ohio State. Penn State, you won't technically have to beat. Like that's if you're going to win two out of three versus those three teams, Michigan and Ohio State are the ones you have to beat. Fuck it. Why 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 would we be six and L? Why would we come this far? Why would Mel have a Heisman caliber running back? Why would we be here right now if the mentality was, oh, we're never going to beat Ohio State? You got to beat Ohio State. You have to beat Michigan. I think they're capable of doing both. If you drop one, it has to be that Penn State game. Those other two, you have to beat them. And if I, I mean, if you're like, oh, the Big Ten, that's kind of a strip. Dude, why would I not be? What am I doing here then? Why am I watching the games? Why does it matter that we're undefeated? I'm not thinking about the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, and two, beat Michigan rivalry, beat Ohio State kind of a rivalry, but Big Ten, we're here now. Like this is – it happened faster. We grew up faster than expected, but we're fucking big boys now. We're at the big boy table. Let's show up. Let's act like it. Let's do it. The state has all the capability in the world. They should smash Indiana 7-0, and Michigan coming to East Lansing, preparing to see a beast the likes of which they've never seen before. All right, folks, that's all I got this week. I'm going to try to be active during the state game and shit. I'll be golfing, so who knows? I might be off the grid a little bit this week, which kind of sucks, but it's fine. One week won't kill me. The Michigan game, though, we're going to have to, I'm going to have to hunker down for that. Um, Red Wings tomorrow, season debut. Cannot wait. State Saturday, cannot wait. Hope I will be watching State on the course. So that's actually going to be pretty fun. Hope you have a good weekend. Go green. Michigan fans, enjoy the week off. I'll see you on this feed next week. Second string pod tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who listens and supports. Love you guys. We'll be right back.